On today's show, how did Luka and Slovenia come up short against Bosnia and Herzegovina? And apparently, the Mavericks are scouting Dennis Schroeder on Germany. Should they sign him? Talk about all that and more on today's Locked on Mavs and Slovenia. Let's go! I'm Luka Lentic and this is Locked on Mavericks Podcast. Hey, Don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where the best way you can help us grow this show is to comment anything below. Let us know, should the Mavs sign Dennis Schroeder? Or let us know why they shouldn't. Comment below, me Slovenci in the chat. Love seeing everybody commenting, me Slovenci. Uh, joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com, the Slovenian son, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? It's good to be back watching uh, Slovenia basketball mm, still. It's good. And it was really good to see the comments the other day on the pod. All the me Slovenci pod or pod. I was going to say podcast comments, but YouTube comments. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, that's a podcast. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's so good. Love watching Luca play basketball. Although today's game or yesterday's game, a little frustrating. Somebody tweeted at me and said, Isaac, you jinxed it because <laughs> he's you're so good I, at that. Anytime you're like, oh, yeah, it's in the bag. Oh, Dallas Wings in the bag, though, win this weekend. Oh, Slovenia in okay, the bag. Sure. I did say on Friday's pod, I'm like, yeah, they should. We should be talking about two wins coming up on Monday. I thought that they would like handle Bosnia pretty good, but um, they struggled a little bit. They did struggle against Bosnia, so we will break down both of Slovenia's games over the weekend against Hungary and Bosnia and Herzegovina, and then we'll talk about Dennis Schroeder because we haven't talked about him a lot, and he's still kind of a guy that's just out there, and he obviously fits play wise what the Mavericks need off the bench. And so why haven't we talked about him more? Why has he not been a target? Uh, We'll talk about that and explain why I think that the Mavericks haven't targeted him at all until up to this point. So we'll talk about him. And then I have a couple of thoughts on Tyler Dorsey because he has been lighting it up for Greece with Giannis and the Atetokounmpo brothers and all that. So I want to talk about Tyler Dorsey because I went and watched both of their games over the weekend as well. And there's just a lot of great stuff. This is all obviously from Eurobasket. We're covering it all. We're covering it like it's the Mavs. You can see our logo on YouTube. Like We change it up. We love covering uh, Slovenia and everybody because uh, this is a great tournament. Like Every game you turn on, there's somebody that is um, – no, they can't see it. <laughs> somebody that uh, – oh, there's like an NBA – there's multiple NBA players. Like It just seems like every time you turn on a game, there's something really interesting to watch. How and- fun is Eurobasket? It's so much it. fun to watch. I'm loving it. Yeah. I'm really loving it. And, and yeah, Eurobasket, the WNBA playoffs, like you know, and the college football starting. Like there's a, this is a sports this is a very we don't big care about college football. It's a very big Sorry. sports time right now. Um okay, so Luca and Slovenia destroy Hungary. Like just just take them down. Like that team as soon as Hungary walked out and Luca pulled off the move where he's like all right. Okay. Uh, Five minutes and forty-eight seconds in the first quarter. Luca steal off of a bad pass. Nutmegs the guy in front of him. They they try to take foul, and in, in FIBA they don't do the take foul. So this is important. No take foul, and good. then the alley oop to Chanchar, 
who throws it down. It's 13 to two at that point. And they really just never turned around. They got up to 18 to two to start the game against Hungary and Slovenia. No look. Oh, oh, Conchar. Like just the whole one, please NBA. Can we adopt this? No take foul crap. They did. They're going to. but actually, like, can it can it last? Just, just not call can it, or because they're still gonna call it. But you'll get you'll get what two shots in the ball. Yeah, and, it's and just it's stuff. so good not to call that and just let these plays play out, and we get to see stuff like this. And yeah, I just that's the entertainer side of Luca. I mean, we've yeah. covered every game of his NBA career, and we've just talked about how much he's an entertainer and the fact that he goes for the nutmeg, and then it's the no look. I mean, he had an easy guy in the corner just you know wide open <laughs> looks at him and just throws it up to contrast so it was just it was great man incredible moment but you see that this take foul like that's that's the type of plays the nba wants to try and add back into play and so you, i saw that as soon as i saw that i said "Ooh, that's that's one that you bring to the league office and are like see this is why we make this rule that there's no take foul and a take foul is when one team is on offense and they're going in transition that this is a play luca does all the time if the defender just kind of grabs the guy real quick and tries to get in front of him and grab grabs him yeah. to, to foul real quick and stop the transition play. And so that play is going to be be, uh, be out, ousted, I think. Um, the rest of the game against Hungary, like the like, uh, Demets and, and Toby were feasting. And like, they're not, they're not the greatest bigs in this tournament. Like I can say that. Hey, pretty, get off Demets. I can say that. Pretty, I can say, get off of him. Get off D's, D's what? <laughs> Demets. Oh, oh, D's mitts. Oh, okay. Yeah, D's mitts. Yeah. But and but they were feasting on Hungary, and that's they really never turned around. Um, halftime, I wrote down this note. I said Hungary is shooting thirty three percent from two and thirty one percent from three. It's not even their defense against Slovenia's offense that's bad. It's Hungary's offense that's bad against Slovenia's defense. And uh, yeah, it was just brutal. Uh, Dra- oh, Goran Dragic only had to play like six minutes. Luca had twenty seven and seven in just nineteen minutes. Like he didn't have to really play at all. And so we'll uh, we'll move on from that game and move to uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina. This was uh, this was a test because th- and and Slovenia ends up losing this game. They fall um, ninety seven to ninety three. It's the it's Slovenia's first loss in Eurobasket with Luca. Like since Luca's been playing in Eurobasket, which is pretty wild. And so. Uh, yeah, th- this one was was one where you could tell like right from the start that this was going to be a little bit more of a struggle for them. Yeah, I mean, did you see the crowd? Um, <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> no shirts. Uh, <laughs> that's one thing, man, just watching. Obviously, we're not there, but seeing just on TV the the atmosphere of you know Eurobasket and the fans and stuff. It's great. Shout out to the people. It's like, hey, I've seen this tweet circulating around. It's like, this is what the lower bowl should be looking like for every home game. And then me, I'm like, do y'all <laughs> all, know <laughs> all 41 of them? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I want to see all the people who set courtside of Mavs fans shirtless, but um, it's the atmosphere is a lot of fun. And, uh, but no, just, yeah. From the, from the opening tip, just for, it felt like Slovenia was on their second night of a back to back. Are you, why are you checking your phone right now? <laughs> I got notes. I got things happening. Oh, you had your phone and you're like looking at it and I'm like, oh, did a trade just go down? Did we just get Clarkson? <laughs> oh, no, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. Sorry. Um, <laughs> that is usually they, what happens when I do that. Did they just sign Schroeder? <laughs> we'll talk about that in segment two. <laughs> uh, but no, you know, I, I wrote down, I was writing no- notes throughout the game and um, I wrote, 
Slovenia's perimeter defense absolutely sucks. So um, I just it kind of like, did. It, it just does, man. And it's it felt like they could get to the rim at ease whenever they wanted to. It wasn't just a you know a Nurkic show. And I, I think a lot of people, um, casual fans, you know, could just look at it and be like, all right, it's just Nurkic and just a bunch of dudes. And it's like, no, it's not always like that, you know. With you know, with, with European uh, or international basketball. But, yeah, their perimeter defense was just horrible today. Well, you just look at the, the leading scorers, like Musa, like John and Musa, who was in the NBA for a couple of years. He got drafted by the Nets, and he was just driving. Like, his, all of his drives, he got through, and he, and he got penetration, and he made it into the paint, and he touched the paint, and he had five assists. Nurkic had four assists. Uh, uh, Atic had four assists. Have fun with this. I know the, the, the hungry names were the ones I was like, "There's no chance I'm getting some of these." Um, but yeah, so they they had a, they had a bunch of like kickouts and stuff, and his game was slashing, and he just he got a ton of stuff going that way. And then Roberson, who was getting taken advantage of early, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be a rough game for him." Dragic is po- is posting post him up. Him, yeah, it was like their their five eleven guard for Bosnia, and then he all of a sudden just turned into Steph Curry because. Slovenia wasn't fighting through screens. They didn't switch fast enough, and he was just getting screen after like screen after screen. And then he hit what? He hit seven threes, seven of his thirteen threes. Yeah. And uh, and that was that was really the big separator in the game. Is if they had if they had slowed him down, if they had slowed Roberson down in some way, then I, this would have been a different game. But they couldn't, and those are just backbreakers. And usually, that's what Slovenia has been doing in Eurobasket, in FIBA play, in in Olympic play. Like one of their guys gets hot. It's Luca or it's. Dragic or the other Dragic or Chanchar or, uh, you know, uh, Preplovich or like Blazic or somebody will start like, to get real hot. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, these are just backbreakers. Like we're doing everything we can. And this one random guy just starts like hitting, jacking up threes and hitting them because they're getting wide open. And they weren't getting this. And on offense, Slovenia wasn't getting the same wide open threes they had been getting. No, and they couldn't, you know, one, they, they played zone a lot. You know, Bosnia did. Bosnia, and it's yeah. like. Yeah, they they went to that zone and then, you know, then they were like switching up, you know, looks late in the game. So it's like, all right, now you're doing man, now you're doing zone. Um, But no, with with Roberson, they would get, you know, Toby, I know Demons is my guy, but, uh, you know, they just can't switch in some of these, you know, these screens at the top. So and even some of the perimeter guys were struggling on switching that, getting out on the three, you know, some of his threes, they weren't just like wide open threes. Some of them were just off the dribble sidestep threes. And it's like, all righty, let's uh, get over the screen or switch or something uh, right now. But Goran Dragic looked pretty dang good. No, we don't have to do it. No, we're not doing it again. We're not doing it again. Was was I trying to like Google (laughs) and look up Dragic jerseys? Maybe. Maybe. Mavericks jerseys Uh, or Slovenia jerseys? I, maybe next year. Maybe, maybe, maybe next year. <laughs> no, coming up. Let's get into why Slovenia lost this game. Because I think there's one big thing that I think we can focus on for Slovenia going into some of their next games against uh, against France, against Germany, that Slovenia needs to focus on. And we'll talk about that. And then we'll get into Dennis Schroeder and why the Mavericks have uh, maybe been targeting him coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. Oh, yes, we're back. Yeah. If you haven't tried a Built Bar in a while... It's time. It's time to go get a Built Bar. It's time to go check them out because it's the best protein bar that I've ever had, and I love them. They have a ton of different flavors. The Brownie Batter Puff is a protein bar with marshmallow, like brownie batter tasting uh, puff in the middle with 100% real chocolate on the outside. Tastes really good. It's my favorite tasting bar. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, 7 grams of sugar, 
They also have cookie dough chunk puff that are great. The churro puff is great. They have granola bars that I've heard are really good. Uh, strawberry flavor. They even have a BYU flavor. I don't know. I don't know what the BYU flavor is. Mayonnaise, maybe. But we, you can go check out all the things they have at builds.com. Use the promo code locked on fifteen. It's locked on fifteen now. Locked on and then one and then five. The number is one and five. So go check it out. Locked on fifteen is the promo code built.com. There's no. Uh, there's no wrapper on that bar. <laughs> All right, it's it's just Eminem. All right, all right, all right, right, Isaac. Let's get into this Bosnia and Slovenia game. So we've been covering Slovenia for we've been covering Slovenia for a while now, and usually what see we see Slovenia do is their offense just takes over and they can create so many wide open threes, and their wide open threes usually go down or they turn those open threes into swing passes, and then they get some open shots. They were not getting those in the first quarter. And the way that they were taking advantage was fast break points, second chance points, offensive rebounds, cuts. Like everything was on the edges for them in the first quarter. They had a lead 32 to 26 after the first quarter. And they had nine fast break points, nine second chance points. They had eight offensive rebounds. They were scoring off of cuts and they were doing all the things on the edges. And then by the time they got to like the third and fourth quarter, all that stuff completely flipped. The second chance points, the fast break points, the cuts, like all that stuff flipped over to Bosnia side because of that zone that they were running. And Slovenia just had a hard time coming up with a different, like a different point of attack then. And Luca yeah. and Luca just had one of his worst games as far as three point shooting and getting to the free throw line or even hitting free throws like at all. Ove from uh from three point land and then he only took one free throw and he missed it off of an and one. Like he just had a worse day on like his, you know, edges of his shooting game. Are you ready for this? He should have drove more. Hey, <laughs> we're back. Um, but no, I mean, seriously, though, I mean, he, he shot, you know, what, 44, <laughs> 45% uh, on twos in this game. He could get to the basket. He even had that late, ba- you know, bucket on Nurkic that he just shook him out of his shoes. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just thought he settled a lot, especially late. And it's like, it wasn't really his game shooting from the outside. Like you said, he was 0 for 8 from 3. But especially late in the game. Um, I thought they could have switched it up just a little bit more, either get him driving to the basket or, you know, let, you know, Goran take a series there or, you know, at least one of the possessions. But it felt like there were multiple step back, long threes by him late that, and, you know, it's a second, you know, we're going to do this, but like, it's the second I have a back to back. They played the later game, you know, the the night before the day before. So uh, it felt like you could see it, especially late, that everybody's pretty tired out there. Yeah, Luca looked smoked. Like he just looked like he didn't have enough like energy out there. Didn't look like he had his his, his like full wind in him to, to be able to go after some stuff. Now he made some good defensive plays late in the game, uh, yep. and he also was dealing with that right wrist injury. He had it taped up. Yep. He got uh, him and Toby both were like ailing and and dealing with that. And then who was it? Musa or somebody else? Somebody else in Bosnia like fell into them and fell right into Toby like out of bounds. Yeah, just a wild play in the third quarter, and uh, that didn't help him either. And so I think part of the shooting could have been that. Now you know, Slovenia's coach afterwards said that. You know, it wasn't a big deal and blah, blah, blah. Of course, they're going to say that. But I kind of wonder if that wrist thing was affecting his shooting at all. But then, okay, if that's if that's affecting you, like like Isaac just said, change it up. Like, do something else. This is where we're starting to see with Luca. you can't just keep doing the same thing over and over again. I know you want the step back three to go down. 
But we got to attack in a different way. You got to get penetration. Like you can body every single player on this Bosnia team. It's just going to take work and it's just going to take more effort and force. And we see this in some of these games where we have to, you know, you have to just change it up if it's just not going down for you. You know that backbreaking three would be great. It would be awesome for you to hit that same kind of three that you're seeing like Roberson on the other end take and make. But uh, you yeah. got to change it because they can win in other ways. We've seen them win in other games. They were winning in the first yeah. quarter in other ways besides hitting threes. And it just didn't happen in the third and fourth quarter. They just kind of like the, the zone took them out of their offense. They got tired and they, I think they over, I think they underestimated Bosnia and, and Herzegovina a little bit. Yeah. So now can we look at the week ahead? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so now, you know, they get, they get a day off on Monday. Like a lot of you listen to this because it's Labor Day, hey. um, but shout out to a lot of you working retail. My hat goes off to you. Oof, Labor Day, day. Uh, always suck. Um, or like at but, some pool somewhere or like at a, at a place where like people that all have off go to those are, yes. those are the worst. You should get, you should get time and a half. Um, yeah. but so now they get Monday off rest day and then they have another back to back. That's kind of tough for them because now they're two and one in the group stage on Tuesday. They played Germany. Germany's leading their group right now, three and oh, so far in their first three games. Then they play France on Wednesday, which France doesn't look like the same juggernaut no, from like the Olympics. They're not, uh, but they still have some some good NBA players. They got so players, but they're not as good as they have been. So so for Slovenia, you know, and I'm, they, you and take I'm wearing the, a pair, and I'm wearing a Paris hat. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, they take they take the top four teams. You know, there's six teams in a group. Take the f- top four teams into that next elimination stage. You know, bracket all of that, and so. Lithuania and Hungary are both 0 and 3. So it takes something crazy for Slovenia not to make, you know, in the top 4. Yeah, to make but the tournament. You you also want to finish as high as you can because that determines who you play in in the next group. So like if you finish as like the 4 seed, I think you are guaranteed to play a 1 seed of one of the other groups. So like you don't really want that if you can help it. Yeah, B4, G- B4 they would play A1. If they if they if they finish fourth, which they're tied for fourth right now, if they play if they play then then they would be uh, they would play Montenegro right now, which doesn't sound that bad, but but it, it could well, also I be think, it could also be Spain if Spain like you know steps it up here. Yeah, because I think at Group A there's like a four way top for first whatever it is. You can't, I mean you, re- may, you may almost want to get to four because then you play somebody in Group A and Group A is not very hard. <laughs> Well, realistically, <laughs> there's not a ton of teams out there that you're like scared of, no, you know, right? Like there's no round, in that first round. No, it's not like it's there's like a team USA in it. And it's like, all right, well, you don't want to play them. Greece. Greece is really tough. Like, Serbia is kind of tough, but but Slovenia takes care of them. Yeah. Like you don't you don't want to you know face them Spain. if you can. But but so they play Germany coming up on Tuesday. Yeah. Franz Wagner. Um, only, Fra- only Franz. <laughs> Did you see that tweet um, from, from the Orlando Magic? No. <laughs> so funny. Um, you know, Dennis Schroeder, we'll talk about him in the third segment. You know, they're they're looking pretty dang good. So um, you know, they have they have Slovenia and Hungary next. You know, Germany does. So they're gonna be at Hungary. If they beat Germany, I mean if they beat Slovenia, then they're just gonna go five and oh, they'll be the one seed. So you kind of need that win if you're Slovenia against Germany on on Tuesday, and obviously It'll be curious to see what that, how much that France game means, you know, coming up on Wednesday. Yeah, that'll be huge. Before coming up, before we get into Dennis Schroeder and talk about that, I want to give you some thoughts on Tyler Dorsey because he's just been lighting it up for Greece. I think he's been, he's been awesome. 
uh, to see him go off. He played against Greece has played against Italy and Croatia. They beat both teams against Italy. Tyler Dorsey had 23 points. He had six hit six of his 10 threes. And then Let's he go. had uh, and he didn't take any twos. You like <laughs> I always love that when it's like you take 10 threes and zero yeah. twos. And then versus Croatia, he had 27 points. He had three steals. He hit five of his nine threes. He's just like he's really just lighting it up for Greece. And it was I, I loved watching to see how they they play with him to see how the Mavs could possibly use him if they end up you know, playing him. He is on a two-way contract for the Mavericks, so we're not expecting a ton from him. But seeing how he played with them, uh, he spaces the floor with the starters when Giannis is out there. And then when Giannis is out, he's also so he's playing with Giannis, Adetokounmpo, Thanasis, Adetokounmpo is the other starter in the front court. Uh, Tyler Dorsey starts for Greece. Uh, Nick Kalathis, who used to be in the NBA, played for the Grizzlies and some others. And then uh, Papa Nikolaou is is one of the other starters. He was in the NBA for a little while too. And so that those are the starters. And when like Kalathis and maybe Giannis are out, Tyler Dorsey kind of runs the offense a little bit. Like he's way more aggressive and getting the ball and like pulling up shots. Like he's not going to take those pull up type shots. In the, in the with the, with the Mavericks, like he hit a shot from yeah. the other day where you saw he was like. All right, he took the initial like attack dribble and then he like he pulled back and then he turned all the way around and then he like came back and then like, like took a shot like he pulled up a shot from the top of the three-point line. You're like, "Oh dang." It was like a Steph Steph Curry like relocation three. And uh, like stuff like that he's not going to take. But you see the wide open threes, the spacing that he can bring and uh, he's an incredible shooter and we've seen it with this Greece team. If he has a player like Giannis that can get him the ball in space or Kalathis that can drive in and kick out to him, then uh, he can take advantage of it. So you see what the Mavs got in him. Uh, I saw Rafael Barlow tweet out that the Mavericks got a steal with Tyler Dorsey because of the way he's been playing the last couple of games. Give me more, Rafael. Mm. Spin the propaganda. No, he looks good. I'm excited for him. I mean, he's a two-way, so like we want to manage expectations. Yeah. But uh, he's looking good, though, in Eurobasket. But if the Mavericks do like make one of these trades where Tim Hardaway Jr. is out or something and you need just another shooter on the roster, then you have a guy that can come in and play in spots. We're not expecting him to play this huge role, but yeah. it's always nice to have one of these guys that's played in the NBA before, has experience. He's 26, so we're not expecting him to get too much better. But it looks like overseas he's gotten a lot better. And, and uh, he's not a, like a question mark unproven dude. Like you, yeah. you've at least seen him on a stage yeah. like this to where it's not some like random undrafted dude. You're like, can you even like play? Yeah. And this guy, like, you know, he can play. It's just a matter of how much. For sure. All right. Coming up, let's talk about Dennis Schroeder because this is an interesting conversation that we've needed to have talking about him. The Mavericks apparently went and scouted him in their game, in Germany's game the other day in Eurobasket while the whole Mavs brain trust has been over there. So we'll talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac Harris, let's talk about Dennis Schroeder because he is a free agent point guard. And according to Tim McMahon, free agent point guard Dennis Schroeder had 18 points and 19 assists to lead Germany to a Eurobasket win over Bosnia and Herzegovina. Hmm, interesting. Among the courtside spectators, Mavs GM Nico Harrison and Vice President Michael Finley, who are in town to support Luka and Slovenia, as well as Dirk in his retirement, his jersey retirement for Germany. So... Why Tim? Okay, let's do the. Can we do the windy fingers? We're doing the Brian Windhorse fingers. Fingers together and then now apart. Now, why would Tim McMahon tweet this? Okay, I love the synergy of us doing this to Tim McMahon, who is on the podcast on that other podcast with Windy. Uh, now, why would Tim tweet this? Well, the Mavericks have a need. How much have we talked about their need for another guy that can create his own shot and create a shot for for others? Now, Germ- and that's why they're there to watch Musa and. 
you know, Musa was playing against Germany that game. <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, God. I was like, where is this going? Uh, and, and he had 18 points and nine assists in a, a win against against Bosnia and Herzegovina. And he's averaging 18 points and 7.3 assists in the first Germany's first three games in Eurobasket. And they're 3-0. and And so he's playing pretty well. We know what he can do in the NBA. We've seen him not too long ago. Like help lead a team to the playoffs, that OKC team with Chris Paul and Shea Gilgis Alexander. And you've seen what he can do. It's just been so weird to see his career and where it's gone since yeah. that Lakers season where he turned oh, down yeah. he turned down that extension, turned down that to you know to re-sign at them, ended up being like a minimum guy, and now he's just kind of like out there and hasn't re-signed at all. It's wild because you know he's about to turn 29 here in a couple weeks. And 29? You know, you go- you go back to those OKC, you know, years right before the uh, that Lakers Lakers year. You know, he had nineteen. He averaged nineteen points a game coming off the, coming off the bench at nineteen twenty season. Uh, he goes to the Lakers. He plays those sixty one games for the Lakers. He averages fifteen points, and then there's the whole like, you know, some people are like, "Is this the worst advice someone's ever gotten from an agent?" It was like him or and Nerlens Noel that we we were talking about, yeah. like the worst decision to turn down an extension of all time. Because the Lakers offered him a massive extension number, and I, I mean, I don't. Have it was like nine, it was I like ninety five million or something like that. Yeah, I was gonna say it was like eighty or ninety million. He turns it down because he's like, I want to go to free agency and make more money, and it just dried up. And he didn't, he didn't get any bit of that. You know, he signs with Boston. He plays these, you know, forty nine games for Boston. Ends up, you know, on Houston playing like fifteen games for Houston, and you know, people thought that Houston is just gonna like buy him out. They didn't. They just kept him. And now he's just like in this like no man's land of, all right, well, he doesn't have a team. What What's his future in the NBA? He can obviously still play. He's playing well for Germany. It was just, I mean, that Lakers year that they offered him extension was the 2020-2021 season. So it wasn't, that was just like a short time ago. And he's not old. No. So you, you have to ask the question. It's like, well, why isn't another team? Because that's where I look at him. Like, yeah, if the Mavs wouldn't sign him today for a minimum contract, sure, he would fit. Like what you want, he would fit exactly of like what you would want Dragic to be, of like come off the bench, you know, what a lot of us thought that they would sign Dragic to to do and be. Score it's and like, pass. <laughs> yeah, be able to run some of the offense whenever, you know, Luca's not on the floor, or Dinwiddie's not on the floor, or whatever it is. I just have to I just ask the question, why isn't any other team picked him up? You know, for That's a minimum contract, like why is it any other good team? Like there's so many teams out there that would take another guard, another good guard. Why isn't another like really good team picked him up already? You all, I always wonder this. And I think that there's a lot, there's a lot of time. There's, there's one free agent every year. That people are like, why aren't people signing this guy? Isaiah Thomas. Why is this guy not signed? Dwight Howard before. Why is this guy not signed? Okay. If every team in the league hasn't signed this guy, there's a reason. Right, like, then, like, there's a reason at a certain point that if every team is not, he's not. There's, there's very rarely just these like uncut gems out there that, that people aren't like signing because there's some you know weird reason. For Dennis Schroeder, I think it's it's been the attitude we saw it in Houston this past year where he just didn't fit with those guys. He want he wants to get back to that that number, right? He is like, he's. The Lord of the Rings show just came out this this past weekend. He is Gollum. Yes, he, it did, baby. He is Gollum looking for the ring, right? And he goes from Schmeagol to Gollum, like back and forth, where he's like, "All right, I'm taking over. This is me." And he, like, was outcast from that Boston team last year. Outcast. Like he was just like he took over and and messed up so many times that they were like, "We just rather not have him." Like, can we just get rid? Of, can we just drop him? 
like fans. I listened to Locked On Celtics a lot, and John Corrales was like, he's one of the big problems. It was like him and Josh Richardson that were like the big problems on that team. Uh, and we're like, we just got to get rid of these guys and figure out a way to to get them out of here. And they did, and they ended up getting rid of them. And then Boston went on a really big run. Like You got to wonder. And so now you're like, okay, why would the Mavericks not? It's such a glaring need. He fills that. Like, why would we not sign a guy like this? And um, it's because of the attitude thing, right? Like, that's what that's what seems to have been the red flag for some of these teams. It didn't work out in Boston. And if it doesn't work out in Boston, that's a red flag that you know that shows because they needed a guy like that too they're looking for another playmaker they went out and traded for Malcolm Brogdon this past year and it didn't work for them and so for the Mavericks I think it also is compounded by they're taking this this chance with Christian Wood trying to figure out how that's going to fit that's not been the greatest fit for him in the past with, with some teams and coaches and things like that so they're taking a little bit of risk there I think the Mavericks will be great with that They'll figure it out. I think Jason Kidd will coach him well I think it'll just I think it'll work out really well I've been really high on what Christian Wood can bring now, if you do that with two players that expect things in contract years, trying to figure stuff out, along with bringing back Tim Hardaway Jr., who is kind of a wild card for the Mavericks a little bit. We've seen what he's done in the past, but last year before the injury, he was not the best either. He's going to want to come back and have shots, along with the fact that Spencer Dinwiddie is not a sure thing either. As much as you listen to Slightly Biased and he thinks that he's like the biggest sure thing in the world, and like I can agree with him that he'll be good. We don't know that he's a for sure, for sure thing. And so all of a sudden you bring in Dennis Schroeder and then you have, all right, our entire like scoring players besides Luca are just not sure things and are complete wild cards. And we're just really not sure what we're going to get from any of these guys on any given night. And it could just all go bad, really badly, especially for a team that has, that prided itself on chemistry and accountability. Those are Jason Gibbs' two big words last year. And I just don't know if you can do that on, on this many occasions at once. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think if they signed him, then they're obviously signing up for um, they're okay with the chemistry stuff. Yeah. Because I don't think it's a um, the only talent part of it is kind of like the scoring part of, hey, you already have a lot of scoring coming off the bench and like a Tim Hardaway, Christian Wood. Like, would you prefer a point guard who is kind of like, hey, let's just like set things up. Let's just keep the offense flowing. That's one of the you know the Dragic thing made so much sense. If they just went out and, and did a minimum thing with Sh- with Schroeder, I think that that then you would have the fan base that would be like, well, why didn't we do that with Dragic more? Yeah. You know, like if they went out and and they make a trade for a Clarkson, they make a trade for a Mike Conley or whoever it is, then it's like, all right, you kind of understand it. They've been working on this for a while. Like you get all of it, and then you could try to do the whole like you know, them or Dragic type thing. But if they just flat out sign another point guard for the minimum contract, which they probably would have with Dragic, you know, yeah. that's when it will set up for Mavs fans, the straight up comparison. But it has to go with the, and let's be clear about his play in Eurobasket too. He's averaging 18 and seven, but he's also shooting 34% from, from, from the field, 16% from three. Like he's, he's not shooting the best either. It's not like he's just this otherworldly player where he's just lighting it up no, no. over there. He's doing well and he's putting up numbers and they're winning, but he's not, he's not shooting the best either. Um, and with the, with the Dragic comparisons, it's going to come back, come down to roll too. Like he's not going to want to come. He's he, there are going to be games when he might not play like 20 minutes or 15 minutes. I don't know if that's, that's kind of the kind of role he wants. If he wants to get back to that mountaintop, if he's, you know, Gollum trying to chase the ring of that contract, that huge contract that he was supposed to get. And so 
uh, he would have to agree to that role too. And if he doesn't agree to that role and the Mavericks bring him in anyway, that's when you, that's when you can become a malcontent. We're like, oh, they, they were supposed to give me this role and blah, blah, blah. And, and, uh, it's not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed how much he would get. Now I think there is a role for him, but I don't know if it's an, as much as he would want. And so I don't know if that, that makes a fit. Now, will he get desperate enough that he'll accept that? And then Maverick can roll with it. And then, you know, he'll he'll fall in line and Jason Kidd will be able to, will be the point guard whisperer and like work magic with him. That'd be awesome. I'd be so down for that. But it's a risk. And that's why I think the Mavericks aren't taking it. It, it could just be the backup option, too. You know, like, let's yeah. say they are working with, you know, with Utah right now. And on one of those trades, well, let's say this week they trade Conley somewhere else. So they trade Clarkson somewhere else. And then, you know. Mavericks, you know, quickly signed Dennis Schroeder to a minimum contract for one year. And it's like, all right, well, he's kind of like the backup option. So that's, they could be watching that. And just in case, you never know. We'll see. We'll continue to monitor it. We'll probably have another conversation about it. I may talk about it tomorrow with somebody. And, uh, but we'll continue to cover the games against Germany, the games against France. And uh, we'll continue to cover Eurobasket and Slovenia here on Locked on Mavs. Guys, thanks so much for making us your first listen. Now go make your second listen, Locked on NBA. I hosted on Thursday and Friday last week with Adam Mares and with uh, Pat the Designer, so go check that out. Jackson Gatlin has you covered today with three biggest interviews, so go check that out. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lock on Maps.